0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CultSploitation Review. I am your host, Ryan, um, also a co-editor at cultsploitation.com. The reviews that you'll find on this podcast can also be accessed at cultsploitation.com. We do all of our written reviews on there, so check it out. Um, You'll see a lot of Blu-ray reviews. We also do a lot of galleries on there. So if you're interested in anything uh, Blu-ray-related for cult film and horror movies, check out cultsploitation.com. But if you're not really interested in reading, that's what the Coltsploitation review is for. We take our written reviews and we turn them into audio reviews so that you can listen to them on your way to work or wherever else you're going uh, or whenever you listen to a podcast, really. Now, if you've been following this podcast, you'll know that we did Return of the Fly previously, uh, Scream Factory Blu-ray in the Fly collection. So it should be obvious where we're going from here in that uh, series of sequels. This time we're doing The Curse of the Fly. Uh, which is a sequel in really only name alone. Um, It handles some of the ideas of what the fly offered in terms of um, genetic mutation and teleportation, Uh, but really there are no flies in The Curse of the Fly, which is kind of interesting. In his Return of the Fly review, Michael talked about how strange it would be to have a sequel to the fly where the protagonist makes exactly the same kind of mistakes as the last scientist. In The Curse of the Fly, the 1965 follow-up to Return, uh, the film understands that it can't just copy the same ideas again. Instead, it goes in a different direction that doesn't showcase the fly at all. Its relation to the original is mitigated to following the same family of scientists, the Delams, and their obsession with furthering their teleportation research, despite the fact that they seem to be cursed at every turn. And that's where that curse comes in in the film's title. While the name evokes the idea that more fly-hybrid shenanigans will abound, Curse of the Fly tends to depict the other types of genetic mutations that can result from attempting to disassemble and reassemble DNA in different places, which is the crux of their scientific research. Director Don Sharp follows new descendants of the Delano family, namely Martin, who's played by George Baker, after he quickly marries a woman escaping from a mental hospital and brings her back home to his Montreal laboratory, where he has continued the teleportation research with his father Henri, played by Brian Donlevy. And uh, he doesn't know anything about this uh, mentalist institute that uh, his wife has been attending. Uh, Sort of a surprise to him that is cropped up really in the middle portion of the film, and he doesn't really seem to care. Much of the film is told from this uh, beau's perspective, which is uh, Patricia, played by Carol Gray. She's happy to be out of that mental institute and is in the arms of a caring, rich man, but she's also not quite sure what type of research his family is into. Ultimately, she finds that the Delambres are hiding some deformed people and cells around the laboratory, including Martin's previous wife, Judith, and she's forced to question her own sanity. Do they really exist, or does she truly belong in a mental asylum? And this isn't helped any by Martin kind of convincing her that she's just seeing things. Curse of the Fly has a lot of thrilling reveals in its first half. The initial depiction of Judith and the rest of the failed experiments is quite surprising, pretty much... You know, it seemingly comes out of nowhere. Um, There's a really quick scenario where this happens and uh, the audience isn't really expecting it, so it works really well. Sharp keeps the viewers on their toes in this moment. The monstrous makeup effects are also notable. Uh, They're attempting to make this film stand out a little bit from its larval predecessors and the fly makeup of the original film. However, Sharp really can't seem to keep that energy going throughout the film's running time. At 90 minutes, Curse of the Fly feels too long by about a third and ultimately it squanders some of its suspense with elongated scenes of Patricia questioning her sanity or exploring the house. Don Levy is a treat, though, and he plays off Baker's character rather well, but neither of them can impact the lack of ideas in the slow lull of the film's midsection. The film has some clever ideas, and either trimming down the length or giving the viewer a bit more psychological terror with the film's experimental failures could have prevented Curse of the Fly from lukewarm reception. Alas, this one just sparks glimmers of brilliance without fully landing, and it makes sense that it's been marked the death knell of the Fly series, because there were no more sequels after Curse of the Fly. The Curse of the Fly was released on Blu-ray as part of Scream Factory's Fly Collection box set, and it was also previously released in an AU Ultimate collection. The quality here appears to be about the same, albeit with the same slightly zoomed issue that Return of the Fly had. Picture features a clearly consistent grain scale of light medium range with fairly good depth and moderate detail. While it's clear this is an older transfer, fans of older films shouldn't balk at the offering here. The picture also manages dark scenes rather well. Overall, it's not a bad transfer, though it's not new to this release, so if you already previously own it, uh, it's questionable whether the picture quality is going to make you want to go out and buy this one. Audio is a DTS HD Master Audio 2.0 mono track that sounds fairly good. Though there's not really that much in the way of distinguishing characteristics. There are no drops or noise issues, and the volume level remains consistent. Screen Factory also provides a subtitle option that has only mild inaccuracies. For extras, The Fly Collection assembles three new options for Curse of the Fly. The first is an audio commentary with Steve Haberman and Constantine Nacer, who also provided an audio commentary for the first film in the series. Also new to this set are interviews with Mary Manson, who played Judith and Renee Glynn, both at short length. Manson provides some fun information about shooting her scenes with her makeup, while Glenn points out some work behind the scenes. Collected for this release are the standard theatrical trailer, TV spot, and still gallery as well. Overall, we gave this uh, Curse of the Fly Blu-ray in the Fly collection a 3 out of 5. The film itself, we gave a a 2.5 out of 5. It's an intriguing take on the original's teleportation science, but it really fails to maintain its interesting elements throughout its entirety. The Blu-ray we gave a three and a half out of five. Uh, The release from Scream Factory should please fans who don't already own this on Blu-ray from a different collection. If you do, um, definitely think twice before you bother picking this one up. Um, Or at least if you're picking up the Fly collection, don't make Curse of the Fly the reason why you're grabbing it um, if you already own the other films in the collection. Thank you for listening to the CultSploitation Review. We hope you will join us over at Um If you're also interested, we have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash cultsploitation. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at cultsploitation. And we also have a Patreon that you can donate to. Um, and it helps us with uh, gallery hosting fees and hosting fees for uh, our podcast and pretty much everything else that we can pour into the site. Uh, That's at patreon.com slash cosploitation. Anything that you can donate is really helpful to us and we appreciate your patronage.